Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Malo and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Vanuatu and Fiji reign supreme in Pacific hockey. Fiji and Samoa team up in netball. And the road to the World T20 Cricket Championships starts in Suva. But first, Tonga Rugby League coach Christian Wolf says time is running out for their proposed end-of-year test against Australia to get across the line. It's been nine months since Mate Ma'a Tonga's memorable run to the World Cup semi-finals which included a famous victory over New Zealand in Hamilton. The Kingdom's request for a rematch against the Kiwis in October was rejected by New Zealand Rugby League, who also vetoed Tonga's desire to host the Kangaroos in Auckland. Christian Wolfe says despite both sides wanting the match to go ahead, roadblocks keep getting in the way. We certainly need an answer on it sooner rather than later for our own preparations. and We obviously need to be able to put together a professional camp so that uh, we can be as competitive as possible um, you know, if the game does go ahead as well. So either way, you know, and also in terms of organisation for the game, uh, it certainly needs to be a decision that's made sooner rather than later. And I'd be thinking in the next couple of days it certainly needs to be made. But it's been a difficult one and a frustrating one. As you mentioned before, there's been a lot of roadblocks put in the way. And uh, it's a funny one because everybody that you talk to um, you know, whether it be a general fan or, or people um, you know, who, who can act on it, uh, tells you that it's a game that they want to see and a game that, they, that everyone wants to happen. But everywhere we turn, there seems to be roadblocks put up. So it's, uh, it's, it's been very frustrating. It's very odd to have two teams that want to play each other, but seemingly you know, the rugby league gods can't find a place for it to happen. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've said all along that Melman Ing has been terrific in the whole process and our first option was that we wanted to play against New Zealand, but it was very clear early on that that wasn't going to happen. And um, as soon as I mentioned it to Norman Ingo, it was something that he jumped at straight away and thought should happen. And he, he's really pushed it and um, really helped the process along the way. And you know, I, I guess you're right there that you know, you've certainly got two teams that want to play, but the uh, the other difficulties around it have been particularly to do with finances and who's going to fund it and who's going to underwrite it and that kind of thing, as well as um, you know, venues when it came to New Zealand as well so it's, it's certainly again been, been a bit frustrating. Considering the desire that Tonga has to play New Zealand again and to, and to make that an annual match, is it not somewhat ironic that after Australia steps up and says we'll play you, that it's New Zealand that puts the knife into the venue sort of thing? Yeah look it was very disappointing, I can certainly see you know, the points of view of, uh, of New Zealand rugby league and, and understand a little bit in terms of what they're trying to do there but you know, the, the other thing that from my point of view, that I, uh, I thought was a real positive for everyone is uh, the interest that you know, our game against England generated to the New Zealand rugby league public and, and the, um, yeah, the exposure that, to our game that they gave in New Zealand, even though it didn't uh, include a, a New Zealand team, um, I thought was a real positive for rugby league in the country. And um, yeah, Therefore, I thought it would be a positive you know, for us to, to play over there again, regardless of who we're playing. So... 
Uh, as I said, I, I, I do understand the New Zealand rugby league point of view there, and I can certainly see the points that they've thrown forward, but um, I thought there was other things that were, were strong considerations as well. In terms of finding an appropriate venue, what is required? Is there a minimum capacity that you think would be appropriate? Is there a too big a capacity that would rule things out? Is, is it a case of finding some sort of sweet spot in the middle? Oh, look, I think the biggest hurdle is actually um, finances. And you know, for a game to go ahead, you need uh, support from a local government. You need support from a stadium. and um, you know, It needs to be financially viable. Um, and the later that goes, obviously, that, that, that obviously, um, decreases your, your opportunity to sell it a little bit as well or to, to promote it a little bit as well. So, um, that's what my understanding is, is the biggest hurdle at the moment. I have been told that, uh, you know, through the Queensland Government and, and through Suncorp Stadium, there's some interest there and, and some support there as well. Um, but I'm not sure what the actual figures are that are uh, that are holding up the game. So who actually is the person or the organisation that's going to put that final tick and say, yes, this is happening? Well, look, it's going to come back to the NRL and the RLIF, I think, um, being able to pull the trigger on it and make a decision there. And, um, you know, it certainly needs someone you know, with the funds to underwrite it, and, and that probably comes back to the NRL and... Um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly hopeful from my discussions that I've had that there is still a glimmer of hope there and um, I'm, I'm very hopeful that there's still a real opportunity of going ahead. And I've, I've spoken personally to Todd Greenberg who's really supported it and and, uh, and really pushed it and uh, yeah, particularly pushed our case in terms of playing in New Zealand and um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that there's the same support for a, a game in Australia. And if Suncorp Stadium was to be the venue, was to be the arena, uh, how, how many fans do you think could turn out? Yeah, look, I don't know. Uh, obviously, you know, your first choice would always be New Zealand uh, with the Tongan population there and the support that we enjoy there. And um, you know, I think I think it's very safe to say that wherever you played in New Zealand, it would be a full house. Um, at Suncorp Stadium, I'd still expect a lot of Tongans to travel from New Zealand and Tonga. And obviously, there's a lot of Tongans in Australia as well. And, um, you know, the fact that you're playing the, the best team in the world and um, you know, the excitement that was around our team after the World Cup, I think that would bring in a lot of rugby league fans as well. So um, wherever it's played, I, I think you'll get a, a really good crowd and a really good support. And I can't sort of throw around numbers, but I, I think it would be high enough to make the game a very viable game, that's for sure. And so you think that if there isn't any confirmation or very, very, very close to confirmation maybe by the end of this week, then it might just get into that too hard basket? I think it's nearing that, yes. Um, you know, as I said before, a lot of work needs to go into actually uh, organising a game and um, you know, and also organising a team and, and making sure that we've we've got sponsorship and things like that on board to support a team. And you know, We're nine or ten weeks away at the moment. I don't know the actual term, but we're, we're certainly getting closer and closer and every day that passes, it becomes a little bit more difficult to make happen. So I think it's something that we, we need to get a decision on very, very soon and uh, yeah, hopefully that's a positive one, so that we can start our planning and make sure that we get things right. And um, you know, if it's a, unfortunately if it's a negative one, then we need to look at what we do next. And uh, you know, what we're certainly not going to do is stop the push to play Tier One Nations. And um, there have been other discussions. I've had some discussions with Wayne Bennett, who's, who's very supportive, and uh, has, has made it very clear that uh, he'd like to see um, Tonga and England play at some stage in the near future. And and that's something that we'd be very excited about doing as well. And um, you know, we just need to make sure that we give these blokes who've made a massive sacrifice some opportunity that they deserve. That's the Tonga Rugby League coach, Christian Wolf.
Vanuatu and Fiji have kept their Olympic hockey dreams alive after winning gold in the World Series Round 1 tournament in Port Vila. The Vanuatu men prevailed 6-4 over Fiji in the men's final at the weekend, despite being reduced to just three players at one stage, while Fiji survived a late comeback from the hosts to win the women's decider three goals to two. Vanuatu Hockey Game Development Officer Todd Kitto, who coached the men's team, says both finals were absolute nail-biters. The girls did really well. They came back from 3-0. Um, they actually lost to Fiji about 5-0 uh, the day before. So to go down um, 3-0, leading into the last 10 minutes, and to come back 3-2 just shows the uh, the enormous effort that these girls put in. Their heart was on their sleeve. It was just such a good game. And they still had the attack the last two minutes, looking for the equaliser. It was a great game. Um Shame they couldn't get it, but uh, yeah, the the crowd was on their toes. Everyone screaming. It was just a really good atmosphere, and um, yeah, top effort for the girls because they haven't beaten Fiji before, ever. So I think that's the closest they've ever got. And obviously, from your boys there against Fiji, uh, even even more high scoring that one six four. In the last ten minutes, we had two yellow cards, so we've gone down from five players to three players. So we had a goalie and two players on, and we're just defending. And um, our keeper made. Um, Six one-on-one saves, they call it a challenge. Um, and it was just, yeah, a, a high-tempo game, lots of goal scoring, crowd was going nuts. It was, yeah, my heart was in my throat, that's for sure. So what was the score when you lost your two players? 5-3, and then they put one in um, when we went down to three. So then it was 5-4. And then um, when we went down to two players, we just held it so well. The boys defended amazingly, like really put their bodies on the line and... Um, and then when we got back onto uh, three players, I think it was, I think we went up and scored. So, yeah, it took the lead up to 6-4 and it was a nice way to finish. And so when you say down to two players, do you mean two outfield players? Two outfield players, yeah. that's right. We always had the keeper who, um, in my eyes, was best in the time and he just had an outstanding tournament. Um, he, he actually got voted best goalkeeper of the tournament. But, yeah, he was just incredible. He's a big six foot two fellow, just super athletic, growing up playing uh, soccer and basketball and he's just... Yeah, an amazing keeper. And obviously, um, from uh, the men's perspective, Vanuatu, that means you get to qualify through to round two of this World Series, uh, but you're not quite sure where or who that's against yet. No, that hasn't been confirmed. I mean, the uh, last year was in Bangladesh. This year, I think it is. They've confirmed it's in the Asia region, but they haven't confirmed the dates yet. So we're looking at probably April, May next year. Um, the boys will obviously have to step up and, and start playing some 11s, which isn't common here in Vanuatu. But, you know, they're, they're super pumped and they're prepared for the challenge. I guess the hardest thing now from a governance and a um, board perspective, you know, we have to get the finances to, to get the teams over to these countries, which is extremely difficult. Um, but I, I no doubt the players, they'll, they'll turn it on. They'll be ready for it. What avenues are there for the team to prepare in terms of that 11-a-side matches? Uh do you, is there any 11-a-side stuff locally in Vanuatu? Is there any opportunity to have any preparation matches, perhaps, against even other countries or, or something? Look, what would really encourage is teams from New Zealand, teams from Australia, teams from Fiji, whoever can do it, come over to Vanuatu, get in contact with us, and uh, we'd love to have an uh, 11-a-side or 9-a-side match um, just for that preparation. I mean, people would love coming over here, just having a holiday in general, not to mention playing against these lads in a match of hockey, I think it would be awesome. Um, but in terms of us preparing, we've got a nine-a-side pitch. We've got a, uh, it's a three-quarter pitch. It's, uh, it's going to be pretty difficult, 
We've got a, a lack of equipment, a lack of shoes, and probably a lack of competition. So, yeah, we'd love to see teams come over and, and give us a go. In Vila, there isn't actually a full-size pitch. No, no, that's right. It's a three-quarter size. So, um, yeah, the, these guys are punching above their weight, seriously. Like, they're seriously talented athletes, and they're just, yeah, making so many achievements. And I mean, this is the first time they beat Fiji. Uh, they did it in the rounds and they did it in the finals, so they're just so pumped. And um, yeah, I think they'll be ready for it. They're very coachable. There's a big squad. I, I think the boys can do it. For the Vanuatu men and Fiji women, plenty to look forward to in terms of round two coming up next year. But also your under 18s who you know played some matches unofficially as part of this tournament. They of course are heading uh, very shortly to Buenos Aires, isn't it? That's right. So, so we'll give them a couple of days break, and then uh, we've got a, a big month training plan. It's going to be pretty busy. Uh, and then, yeah, for a lot of them, they had their first time travelling out of the country, actually getting on a plane early this year to PNG, and now we're travelling to the other side of the world, to Argentina. I don't think they've quite grasped the, co- the concept that it's going to be, uh, you know, night time here when it's daytime there. They they don't really understand that yet, but um, it's going to be so cool. such a good learning experience for these guys. That's Vanuatu Hockey's Game Development Officer, Todd Kitto. The combined Pacific Island and Nepal team have won their first ever match at the Super Club tournament in Nelson. Vu is made up of five players from Fiji and three from Samoa, with local players from New Zealand filling out the remaining numbers. The composite team beat the University of Western Scotland Sirens 60-57 on Monday, either side of defeats by the New South Wales Institute of Sport and Central Pulse. Coach Vicky Wilson says the chance for Fiji and Samoan players to combine is a valuable opportunity ahead of next year's Netball World Cup. It's very exciting, I think, to have both the Fijians and, and Samoans working together and you know complementing each other. To have you know young Leisani Waga, a 16-year-old shooter from Fiji, with um, AJ Saviara as goal attack Samoan, I think that's uh, you know just terrific. And also then to have any Rasmussen out of the Samoan team, you know, feeding the ball in. So um, there's a lot of positives to come out of it. And just seeing the girls being able to work together and react and recognise the situation and and respond to it, you know, and, and do something about, you know, trying to make something, you know, happen to go their way. That's That's what I like seeing, you know, we call it playing with freedom and, you know, and when they come off the court, knowing that, you know, they've got nothing left in the tank. They've just tried everything. And, you know, there's a realisation, you know, I spoke to a few of um, the Fijian girls and they're just going, oh, the pace is just amazing. It's it's just constant. There's no let up. And it's a real steep learning curve for them. And, uh, Vicky, the two-point shot, um, I, I guess some of the New Zealand teams would be familiar with it, maybe through the fast five, et cetera. But uh, for a lot of your players, it's probably a new thing. First time they've ever played a competition with the two-point shot, and and they loved it. I think it's terrific. Uh, in fact, I'd even like to see it rewarded by you know given three points for shooting in that that back third of the of the circle. So, you know, there's an inner circle 1.4 meters from the circle edge, and I was just absolutely delighted to see not only you know our three shooters have a go at the two-point shot, but also seeing the New South Wales girls having a go at it. And it's, the long shots you know, disappeared out of our game, and I think it's to the detriment of our game. We always prided ourselves on having people who could shoot and shoot well and shoot long, and it certainly hasn't been around for quite some time, so I really like what I saw out there today. That's the Madama Val netball coach, Vicky Wilson.
The road to the World T20 Cricket Champs gets underway in Suva this weekend with Fiji, Papua New Guinea, Vanuatu and Samoa all vying for two spots in the next qualifying round. The four countries will play a double round-robin format with the top two sides advancing to the East Asia-Pacific Regional Final next year. Fiji captain Sekovir Ramvoka says they can't wait to play in front of their home supporters. I think the boys are looking forward for the task ahead of us, so everybody are giving their 110% in trainings and I can see the morale of the boys has gone up and uh, we've got uh, some of the overseas base came in, Matthew in yesterday, so we're really happy to be all together in the team. And uh, how, how important do you think the home advantage will be this time playing the matches in Suva? Yes, I think this is, I think this is the best uh, time for an uh, ICC event to be hosted for the National Comp in uh, at home, so I think uh, supporters will be backing us and I think the challenge is with us uh, to perform at home, so I think the boys will be have will have a morale to boost our morale to with our families and uh, all the ex players and they'll be here out here to support the boys. So we're looking forward to that. And you mentioned the overseas based players. What's the balance like? How many are local and how many are coming from offshore? Uh, two overseas based coming in. So the rest of the players are just local but mostly experienced players. So and a few of our departments uh, departments will be playing their first game for the national team too as well. So. Yes, I think the boys are in a good mix all around. And uh, in terms of recent match play, what have, have you had? When was the last time the national team was together? It'd be a while, uh, wouldn't I think it? The last uh, time that we had together was in Bendigo, the World Cricket uh, League uh, comp, that we came in second to one one. All right, so you'll be looking to get one over your uh, Melanesian neighbours again. I mean, you look at the other teams. Yeah. Obviously, Vanuatu have done well in the World Cricket League, and uh, Papua New Guinea, obviously, not so long ago, were competing in the the ICC competitions and had ODI status and um, so you know it's it's going to be tough isn't it? Yeah I think the boys uh, they've been talking together and we've been setting plans for the and we've been discussing about how they played and PNG and Vanuatu the standards they've come with and I think it's a huge challenge for us to have our supporters here and play hard and just stick to our game plans and everything will come to plan so yeah. You play two matches against each of the other countries, uh, so there's no final. So if you do lose a game, you've got a chance to still be in the running. You're not knocked out and that's it. But um, obviously you don't want to be chasing things. So, um, you know, and and then the weather comes into it as well. So uh, it could get pretty interesting. Yes, I think we're going to treat every game as the last game of our lives. So uh, give all our best shots, give 100, 110%. And I think uh, if we lost a game, I think we'll learn from that and uh, get back up to the next game. So probably at the moment, we're just looking at treating every game as like it's our final game for us. Yeah, and, and you've got Vanuatu and PNG back-to-back on day one. Yeah. So uh, you, you'll definitely know by the end of Saturday, you know, whether you're going to be a contender or not. Yep. So I think a message to the boys is that they stay cool and just play their own natural game and then everything will come to plan. So we've got a game plan set by our coach so I think everything because we've got most of our experienced players in the team so it's a mixture so there's no problem with the younger ones playing so that we've got us experienced players around. And I suppose the other important point to note is that it, it's not just the top team that goes through it's the top two teams so that, that qualify for that next stage against the other group from the EAP region so uh, you know a top two obviously you want to win but a top two finish would, would be enough. Yeah, so that's like I said, uh, every game is like a final. So if you treat every game and win every game, so we've got a chance to win that top two. So 
Every game counts for us, so we'll, we'll treat every game by game. That's the Fiji cricket captain, Sikove Ramvoka. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.